Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. On tonight's episode, Liv takes center stage after being duped by a mafioso, Leonard provides commentary, and Cass and Marcy enjoy sunglasses. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exults, Season 1, Episode 9, Paranormal Investigation 109. Anyway, see so you guys roll him back out. I take it you all probably go down like an alleyway and like let him exit the body bag. Or are you guys going to go dark on this? No. Uh, no, no, no. All right. Hold on. I got something for this. Quick. Now that he's contained, throw him in the incinerator. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Here's what I want to do. We're going to roll him out and be really, really quiet and not say anything. And then just like drop the bag and then make no noise. And wait to see how he reacts. Uh, so you guys take him out and you drop the bag and he does not move. After a little bit, I open the bag up for him. I, I take it you guys have done this in an alleyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, was well, it true if you're going to just open up the body bag in the middle of the floor of the uh, the the waiting room for the morgue? Uh, we wheeled him all the way to Times Square. Waited until sunlight just to open up the bag. <laughs> He just kind of stares up at Cass, and he's just like, "So, what uh, was that like a like a joke to see if I was gonna say oof because because you all dropped me down?" Wasn't my idea. Just wanted to see how you would react. Let's get going. All right, uh, cool. Um, and he's going to. So you you all need me to lead you to the safe house, then, eh? That's the idea. All right, Brendan. I hope you appreciate my note that says, "Decide to let Peter go for now." Dot dot dot. With some understanding and trust. Dot dot dot. And Peter will get fucking murdered if he betrays us. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. No, nah, just a single period. A capital period. Um, like slightly so, emboldened, yeah. So he's going to go up a couple... Uh, he's going to kind of get an idea of where you guys are, and then he's going to actually go down... Uh, he's going to go uh, to the west a little bit uh, towards uh, one of the parks... And in, in that park, there's like a lone tree and uh, like some playground equipment. And he's going to look around and then he's going to uh, look to you and be like, all right, I'm here. This is my this is my safe house. Oh, your safe house looks a lot like Terry's. Yeah. Uh, so would you all maybe mind uh, like give me maybe like a like a second? I got I got to do something to, to open up the safe house. Yeah, you can have a second continues to intently stare at him. Same. Alright, uh, so y'all think that maybe I could get that uh, that, that, that sip? And he kind of looks between Cass and Liv, as his vampire blood instinctually knows which one is, which ones are good. You have two seconds. Any more and I'll break your neck. Alright, alright. Liv, like, nicks, uh, nicks his wrist. He... Goes to drink from your wrist. Tyler, make me a willpower roll. Difficulty 8. Oh, gosh. Uh, so I'm going to pop my anima power real quick. Um, it depends in essence, and I have to do the lesser sign of Jupiter. So as I go to see him go up to it, I just make kind of a hand sign real quick. And there's a little bit of a spark. 
and for the rest of the scene, uh, myself and nearby allies can't have their thoughts read or be subjected to uh, magical mind control of any sort. Okay. Hey, that's a pass. Good job. Um, the feeling of having your blood drained from you uh, by this creature is actually incredibly euphoric for the two seconds that it happens. And uh, then does he stop? Yes, and then he does stop. Um, if you had failed that willpower roll, you would have been uh, trying to force yourself on him. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. vampire bites are like sex to the human brain. Oh, Noted. Uh, you guys still have the human physiology, and also he's not an actual Giovanni, so his bites don't actually hurt you. Noted. Yeah, it's a Giovanni trait, unfortunately. Um, when he pulls back, um, he does uh, almost like it's a trained uh, thing. Uh, he does lick the wound that he made, which immediately causes it to close up. There. Feel better. He uh, raises his arms and stretches, and he does look much better, actually, like a bit of life has returned to him. All right, then, gang, uh, thanks for the uh, help. I hope that the uh, the words that I've, uh, that the information I've given to you can really help uh, you take down those, uh, those slave traders. I'm going to go hide out for a couple days. Uh, sure, really wait, when do you all want me to? Oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. And then he melds into the ground. Motherfucker. It's okay. I know how to find him. We just have Simple Man Freebird pee on the park. I had something I wanted to say. Damn it. Say it now, maybe can hear you. No, it doesn't have the same crowd pass now. Let's go. Like, out of character, he's a fucking gang growl. He, of course, he, his safe house is, I have the earth melt discipline. I'm just going to go into the earth for a couple days. Yeah, Terry does the same thing. He just, you know, sleeps in a hole for a couple days. He becomes one with the trash. He becomes one with the trash. I'm the trash man. Alright, so you guys now know the location of uh, the Giovanni uh, crime family uh, organization. You don't know exactly how to get in there, but, you know pulling out your fucking smartphones because it's 2020. You can do a quick Google search for Del Posto, which you do find out is a legitimate and real high-end Italian restaurant in Brooklyn. Guys, I have an idea. Yes? But I need you to trust me. Of course I trust you, Liv. I kind of trust you, I guess. I. What's the idea? It might be a little spooky. Like... Like, spookier than me dealing with that ghost that I had to deal with trying to stab someone, or like... Oh, almost certainly. But that's very topical now that you mention it. But it'll be fine. I have a good feeling about this. Do you? I do. I fucking lied about where Del Posto is. Nice. <laughs> like, out of character lied by accident, because I'm not super familiar with New York. It is actually on Staten Island. I'm sorry, it's in Manhattan. We don't need turn signals where we're going. But everything else about it is true. It is uh, by the it is by the water, which is one of the big clues about it. Is it Del Costo, like the coast, or Del Posto, like the post office? Del Posto, like the post office. Okay, just wanted to make sure for notes. So is everybody in? You know exactly what this plan is before agreeing to it? Well, the Shadowlands are an option. And then what are the Shadowlands? Sounds pretty shady. Ha, 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 ha. You know, where ghosts go when they die and stuff. 
Right. Is there anything we need to know about going in there? And uh, Cass is just lighting up a cigarette and smoking while we're all talking. I assume somewhere near the park. Uh, stay close to me and uh, follow my lead and just uh, don't get lost. You should be fine. Almost as if a uh, nervous tick. Marcy's going to pull out a pack of gum and like shove a piece or two in her mouth. Kind of offer some to someone else if they want some. And then after people take it or not, she's going to put it away. You see, Cass, here we have a healthy stress habit. Gum doesn't cause cancer. Yeah, keep guzzling that coffee there, caffeine boy. I think I will, thanks. Set the scene first, Tyler. Where, where are we, uh, and how are you opening up this gate into the, uh, the Shadowlands? So, once everyone's ready to go, I suppose we'll move into an alleyway where there's no one around. And Liv will, like, take a deep breath and extend a hand in, like, a knife hand motion type deal. You know, like a, like one of those jab things, but just kind of like make a quick slice that seems to be in nothing. Boy! And then, and then like, reality doesn't seem to peel, but there's like a, a dark purple slash black imprint that he slowly like reaches his hands into and then like parts and pulls open Acme style to make like a weird creepy looking Acme hole. Yeah, I think that mm -hmm. right. this is probably the right place. Uh, after, after you guys. I can't bring my spirit with me into the Shadowlands, can I? Um, you absolutely can. Dope. Then uh, yeah, me and Simple Man Freebird are gonna walk together. Like, he is allowed to come with you into the Shadowlands, but he is not a spirit that can exist on the Shadowlands without your assistance. I think I mentioned this last game, but, like, I'm not going to get into, like, the absolute, like, dogmatic paradigm whatever bullshit about how yeah. the uh, the metaverse of World of Darkness is set up. Right. If it's that cool, I would rather do it because it's cool. Gotcha, gotcha. Ladies, after you. So there is a tear in reality in front of you all. As it, it opens up, there is a whirl of sound as if wind is whipping about outside of it or inside of there. Almost like the pressure on a pressurized chamber has suddenly been punctured and it is rapidly escaping into or maybe out of the Shadowlands. You can't see anything really through there besides the fact that it is a dark reflection of the world with a lack of color. And in an eternal twilight. I'm going to look at Liv and then look at the hole that he just ripped into reality and then look back at him and just be like, um, why don't you go first? I have to close the portal. Cass just, uh, lights another cigarette and just goes through. Yeah, before all the ghosts get out. I guess I'll just, uh, hesitantly stare as Cass walks through and then just slowly follow her inside. And after everyone's through, Liv will step through and uh, join his companions, uh, making, like, a hand-closed motion to seal the portal behind him. Fantastic. Uh, so, uh, a couple things to note. As you step through and your sight uh, adjusts to everything around you, you all notice you are in a dark reflection of New York. One of the major things to note is that the buildings are all... 
uh, a dark gray to black. Uh, everything looks almost like you're viewing it through a very old, barely functioning uh, black and white television. Anything that uh, all sounds that you all produce seem muted somehow. Uh, the vibrancy that you once gave off uh, is very extraordinarily muted. Um, colors barely exist. Cass, as you step through, you get one good puff on your cigarette, and then on the second one, it you inhale the stale smoke of something that has long gone, uh, long gone bad. Well, fuck, I already hate this place. Liv, like, breathes in deeply, and then has, like, a satisfied exhale. Ah, it is nice, isn't it? Um... If you guys, besides uh, Tyler, start using any essence, I will probably update the description and feeling of things. But for now, you guys are in the Shadowlands. Uh, you are in an alleyway. And as you step out, you can see that most of the taller buildings uh, in here are... Well, there are lights on in the buildings. Uh, they are crammed full of the Forgotten Dead and the barely remembered dead as hundreds of years of people in New York who have lived here died here some violently some not exist here on the plains of the dead uh, Marcy's just gonna stick close to the group um, and not be like I guess out, out there like kind of to herself more clearly she's uncomfortable in this place. Seeing that Marcy's uncomfortable, Lenny's gonna put a hand on her shoulder like, it's alright. We gotcha. And with that, she'll just kind of give him a nod and relax just a, a little bit, but she's still gonna look a little uncomfortable. Tyler, can you please give me a perception and alertness roll? Uh, difficulty is going to be a six. Hmm, I think I'm gonna go ahead and spend an essence to use... Uh... My charm that lets me use my intel my academics because my perception awareness is pretty bad. Oh, buddy, you're doing this on purpose, aren't you? Doing one on purpose. No, mine doesn't impact impact using it. Efforts. No, mine doesn't impact it. Did you not? Did I read that wrong, Brenda? No, I think that what he means is is that you all know that you're going into a boss fight and you're using essence. I mean, I don't have to, but I'm rolling two dice. We're gonna anima. Fair point. All right, I'll <laughs> just use the two dice. Not then. an anima on our side. I mean, he is an abyssal, so this is kind of his home territory, so. Glitch. Okay. okay. So, I didn't know it was that bad. Hmm, it's almost like I did something on purpose, huh? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Liv kind of, like, leads the way. It's pretty noticeable, but he's, like, Liv is normally, like, pretty slow-moving and lethargic and, like, generally grumpy about stuff. He doesn't seem, like, happy to be in the world of the dead and damned. But he certainly seems to have a certain pep to his step that is not normally present. He's moving a little faster, his stride's a little bit more smooth, a little bit more determined as he moves. It's kind of odd. Very weird. So as you guys are moving, uh, one of the things that, uh, let's see, are any of you, uh, like, New York City natives? I know that Cody isn't, and I don't know if Brit or... I know that Cody isn't. Uh, the rest of you I'm not sure of. I didn't really put it to paper as to where exactly Liv is from, but I imagine it's some, like, pretty, like, suburban town in, like, the Midwest. 
Christina and uh, Britt. I honestly never decided where she was from. I don't know anything about New York, like, out of character, but, like, I could I could be from New York, I guess. Okay. So, with you guys having one person who is a, a native of New York, Britt, you do notice something weird as you guys are walking. You guys started off in basically the heart of Brooklyn, and you guys know uh, from Googling shit that you guys got to get up to Manhattan. There are streets that are missing, but you still appear to be going the same amount of distance. So, like, you cross one street, but it's like you crossed, like, five blocks. Okay. Um, I guess I would probably notice it by looking at, like, street signs and stuff. Yes, exactly. So, um, anyone else from around here and notice the, the weird street setup here? Can't say I know what you mean. I am not from around here. Okay, um, so the street that we just passed is normally, like, a couple blocks away from the street we're on now, but I don't remember passing the other streets. Yeah, space is a little bit different here, I imagine. I never remember passing the other streets. But it was like, like, they weren't there, if that makes sense. It just, it feels weird. Like, weird like normal, or weird like weird? Okay, um, let me put this in terms that you might understand. If you're on the football field, and you're at your own 10-yard line, and then the next 10 yards you walked, feels like you actually walked, like, 50, and now you're on the opponent's 40-yard line, and you not don't remember the other yard line's like, passing them. Oh, that makes sense. That's weird. Thank God for Brit's out-of-character knowledge of football. Right. Um, so, as you guys are heading northwest from the uh, the park that uh, Peter left you all at, and you all kind of went to the nearest alley, you do notice that as you're... You've walked maybe a mile, and what should have been... Or, I'm sorry, you guys have walked maybe 10 blocks, and what should have been, like, 50 blocks... You do see the Long Island University campus come up, and the weirdest thing about it is that there is a single building that you all are very familiar with that looks larger and more real than the rest of the campus. Is it the clubhouse? It is most certainly the clubhouse. Should we stop by the clubhouse and make our masks before we... Go punch people? Well, we're wearing masks. I wouldn't mind going by. It looks really different. I'm, I'm kind of curious, actually. Um, it's more real here than it is in the real world. Uh, uh, Tyler, to remind you, uh, last last uh, last session, the, uh, the the clubhouse kids uh, recommended that you guys ha- use masks for your uh, superhero business, so you all don't get caught. Oh. We can stop by. We're right here. Uh, so you guys walk in. Uh, it takes you maybe five steps from the campus gate to the clubhouse. As time and space kind of fold around your own intent. As that you guys open up the door, uh, there is 
the as you guys go to open up the door, the door is locked from the outside, and you hear the sound of an older man's voice on the other side. Oh, you're finally here. Uh, did you bring those papers for me, Liv? Do I recognize the voice? You do recognize the voice as Professor Kane, the mortuary studies teacher. Motherfucker. Uh, do I know what papers he'd be referencing? Uh, he gave you papers uh, about you all becoming the new owners of the club building, uh, as you guys are supposed to be running a, air quotes, club. You know, I just realized that the reference you made here. Oh, what's that? The fucking Izokin club sign paper shit. Yeah. <laughs> and also you used the... I, I gave you multiple options, and you used the Izokun option, so I was like, okay, I guess this guy's dead also. Uh, no. <laughs> Alright, well, we had to get somebody to sign this, right? Yeah, I'm gonna say that it's been some time, so you got it signed. I think that that's the funner option. I was just gonna be like, well, you're gonna sign it, I guess. <laughs> but that works. Uh, yes. Uh, here you go. And I pull out some papers from, like, a bag or something and wait for the door to be opened. You slide the papers under, and he takes the, the papers. He goes, okay, yeah, seems like everything's in order. Excellent. Welcome to the club. And he opens up the door for you. Uh, you all, uh, Liv has uh, seen him before. And Britt, for the record, since I know you have not seen him or heard about him in the uh, in the game, uh, in in the podcast so far, he is Professor Kane. He actually has a picture in the character art gallery. Uh, yes, he is wearing socks and sandals. So uh, nice of you to bring your the the rest of your clubmates, Oliver. What can we do for you? I'm sorry, not Oliver. He does not say Oliver. He specifically says Liv. He got introduced to you as Liv. That is a my bad. It's cool. Well, uh, we happen to be in the area and. Uh... Just wanted to drop by and see how everyone was doing. Uh, someone suggested we had some uh, extracurricular activities to do, and we thought we just might drop by. Well, that's fantastic. I love seeing y'all uh, really working to get those extracurricular things. They look great on resumes. Uh, so the kids here have actually finished up some work for you, and you know it was real good that y'all came down. Like now through here through well where you are now it's uh it's easier for them to deliver the goods they don't have to use as much of their uh their own personal power through the side door so um the i think we had mentioned this last game but like if you guys want to like if you guys have not thought of uh one or something to be for like your masks or whatever it is we can we can definitely like edit this in a little bit later and like figure out what that y'all want something to look look for for your character what you all want the mask to look like for your character for as kind of like your superhero mask i might just use dynamic larping and look like a different person every time do you want to? Do you want to just have? Okay, so like your superhero mask is basically being Clark Kent, or basically being Superman. Like you have your scenario bullshit. Disguise myself as whatever I need to, because I get a list of it with the with the dynamic lurping based off of my cast, and I can just kind of 
do what I need to adequately with it. Because literally one of the listings is supernatural being. Okay. Um, the girl artist hands you a pair of shades. Like, that's the best that she could come up with. Yeah, I'll to accept this. And also, like, because dynamic harping and arcane four, like, she kind of instinctually knows that you don't need it. Um, Tyler, do you have anything that you want? Um, I won't lie. I haven't put tons of thought into it. But come back to me last. I might think about something real quick. Okay. Uh, Britt, do you have anything that you want? So, like... Is it supposed to be just, like, um, a, any kind of mask that we can wear to cover our identity? Like, you put on the mask and no one knows who I am? Yeah, that that's the general idea. Like, it could be, like, a full face mask. It could be, like, the Robin mask. It could be, like... It could be, like, literally kind of anything. Um, you could literally wear, like, a full fucking motorcycle helmet if you wanted to. Uh, pretty much, uh, it's... It's up to the player at this point, because you guys have taken this detour specifically. The club kids have been able to uh, get you the goods sooner. And, like, are they masks that, like, do anything specific? Or is it just, like, here is this piece of whatever, put it on your face? That's a good idea, and they might do something specific later. But for right now, it's more like... they. Mechanically, they're going to give other people a higher difficulty to identify who that you are. Um, okay. Um, uh, okay. Um, can I do like a pair of, um, like sunglasses and a ball cap that I can like shove my hair inside, or maybe like a beanie that I can like, you know, how I normally wear my hair sometimes in the winter, where I shove all my hair up in like a beanie? The most cop pair of aviators. Bad cop and worst cop. Cody, what fucking mask is... Like, I don't even know how to describe that. That's a faceless chrome mask, because I'm white hot. Oh, it okay. reflects the aura. Okay, uh, so yeah, so Brett, you, they... They give Marcy uh, a, another pair of uh, a pair of sunglasses, and they give Marcy also a like beanie to hide her hair because it's very noticeable. I mean, I have long black hair that's like long and straight. Yeah, that is that is a pretty noticeable like defining feature. I like shove it all the way up in a beanie, and um, like hold my posture a certain way because I have baggy clothes. I can kind of look more masculine. Okay. And then, uh, so, and then they give Cody a full, or they give Leonard a full face mask that is shiny and chrome and has some eye slits in it. He kind of has a, I don't want to say a generic superhero mask, but like it covers the whole head. Oh, it doesn't even have eye slits. You just can, it's like a one way mirror that fits oh, shit. face. Okay. Or Two-way mirror. Yeah, two-way mirror that just fits over your face. Yeah, I've seen them before for, like, Halloween and stuff. It's literally, like, a mirror on your face that you can see out of, but people can't see in. Kind of like, like, uh, like the sunglasses that have, like, the mirrored finish on it. Okay, so, like, so like being... Okay, so you just get given gigantic mirror shades. Brendan, I got it. Okay, what do you want, Tyler? You know my, uh... My mask over that makes people think I'm gonna rob them. Um, yeah. you know the, the, 
the one that goes around my neck that I just pull up over my face? No, actually I don't. I'm trying to think of it. So black face shield that looks like my skull one that I wear as Kendra. Oh, oh, okay, okay. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get you. I, it's hard to picture in my head. Like I see it in my head, but it's hard to convey. Um, I don't want to just have like a stock surgical mask because that's very boring and generic. But like that, but it goes like around my head. It just gets pulled down to cover my face, and like one of those surgical bandanas. Where? Yes. Hear me out. No. Plague doctor mask. That's contrived and boring. But it's so cool looking. No. Okay. Basically, I'm looking for like a combination of like surgical attire and also like bandit mask type deal. Okay. See. Mask that has the look of a person wearing a surgical mask on it. Surgical blue balaclava. I'm gonna let you have some fun with it, Brendan. But that's the general tone I'm feeling. Okay, so what did they, what they finally bring out to live is they bring out a kind of skin tight, like half, like how that, uh, how that Leonard's mask is kind of like covering his whole face. Uh, Liv's mask only covers the bottom half from like the nose down, so like his eyes and like his hair is visible. Um, it goes around the whole thing uh, with very, very intricate uh, drawings. Uh, the 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 actual drawings look almost Sanskrit. Is the best way that I can describe it. Hmm. Okay. Um, with maybe a little bit more of, like, a, uh, Chinese or Japanese, like, cuneiform, uh, or, uh, I don't know what that fucking writing is called, but... Which one? Uh, like, Chinese or Japanese, uh, writing. I want to say it's called cuneiform, but I can't remember. Uh, so, like, it kind of looks, it has a very, like, flowy look to it, but, like, it has blocky bits in it. Okay. All I can envision is it's like whenever you, whenever you're watching like a ghost horror movie where there's like that weird writing on the wall yeah yeah that's kind of what i'm what i'm seeing in my head just maybe with some more uh like symbology in it dope i dig it um cody you cursed earlier right no yes no like like last Once. session didn't you oh last session yeah okay so because i cursed i can't read what his mask says I mean, you couldn't read it to begin with. Fair. So anyway, so yeah, so so that's that. And uh, you guys are now in your hidden attire. Basically what this means is that for other NPCs to identify what the, your... Guys, to, the crime men have assembled. Yes, the crime men have assembled. So for... Other for NPCs to identify you as uh, not your crime persona, but your uh, your your uh, your student persona, uh, they now suffer a difficulty eight. And actually, depending on their standard difficulty is eight, and depending on uh, some other things like as it may be. Uh, descriptions on things get spiced up or like dynamic harping gets put into play they might actually have uh, negatives to their dice we might eventually start uh, putting some kind of power into these masks 
making them a little bit more personalized. But yeah, for now, they're just kind of there to hide your identity. Just saying, I've ever since made this character with the ghosty stuff, have always thought about having a pair of glasses that when I put them on allows me to see spirits. Uh, I will keep that in mind. I appreciate that, Britt. So with the crime team assembled, <laughs> it's time to uh, leave the uh, leave the clubhouse behind and head across the Brooklyn Bridge. Press G to mask up. We're going loud. No, Brendan, you shot six fucking hostages. Too fucking loud. <laughs> okay, so you guys all uh, mask up. So as you guys are walking across the bridge, which is a much shorter bridge than you're used to, out to the east, you can finally see the source of the loud wind noises that have been pervasive this entire time, like have just been a constant. You can see off in at the very edge of the horizon is a massive storm. The likes of which I don't want to say that you've never seen before, but only one of you has seen in person and the rest of you have only been told about in like fucking astronomy class. Um, Liv, you know, in the in the absolute depths of your undead heart that what you are witnessing is the sixth great maelstrom. Dope. Um, as you're in the, as you're actually inside of the Shadowlands, um, there are ghosts that are passing by. Uh, they are innately drawn to you and are looking to you. And honestly, like some of them are like asking for your fucking autograph. Like on what though? Uh, they hand out like pieces of parchment and stuff. There's one guy who brings out, like, something that looks like ghost money and honestly asks you to sign, like, his equivalent of a $100 bill. But I'm a medical student, so I have awful handwriting, so I just rapidly scribble on whatever is handed to me. Um, every time that you do that, uh, they run away. They don't run away, but they thank you profusely and then he head out. A few of them do... Uh, run away and like, oh my god, he signed it! Okay. Ha, sucker, you just signed their permission slips to leave the Shadowlands. I mean... Cody, and go don't where? give me fucking ideas. I mean, and go where? My understanding is that most of them don't want to go back. Um, so, uh, on your journey from the, uh, university to Del Posto, uh, like I said, you do run into a couple ghosts. Uh, do you ever stop and ask them any questions? That's more what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah. One of them who seems particularly knowledgeable, I'll try to prod for information about uh, any large congregations of spirits near the restaurant. Okay, that is not the question I thought you were going to ask, but that actually makes a lot more sense. What did you think um, I was going to ask? I thought you were going to ask about the fucking storm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I suppose that is the thing I don't know about, huh? Yeah, that that is the thing that you only know, like the the basic idea of, but that's about it. What? And you said I saw this in person, right? Um, yeah, like you, like you, you can see the storm. It is on the edge of the horizon, 
and something about it let you know it is the sixth of these. You know, considering the details of Liv's uh, ascension, he might not want to know. Okay, that's fair. Like, at least not right now. That's that's a whole other thing to dive deep into. But uh, focusing on the task at hand. Yeah, no, no. I, I just want to I want I want to make those plot drops. I got since you. you're here to see it. I got you. I got you. Um, so the one ghost that you do stop uh, appears to be that of an older man from the 40s. Hello there, Sonny. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you today? Well, I'm about as fantastic as you can be with uh, what with the death and the not one of those going on. What can I help you with? Uh, we're looking for some friends. Um, near the Del Posto restaurant. There he makes a lot of. As soon as you say Del Posto, he makes the sign of the cross at you. Yep, that sounds like the one. You don't want to go anywhere near those, Sonny. They. The folks that run the Del Posto, they're they're not they're not kind. They're not even be better be better off to throw yourself into the maelstrom and hope to and hope the reincarnation is real. Well, I've been there, done that. I think I'll take the first option. Thanks. You go down there. You tell them that uh, you tell you tell them that uh, the. Uh, the Stygian kings are, wa- are watching out for them, and that if they ever, those people ever get free of their shackles, to come back up here and not just. He thinks for a moment. It looks like he's kind of fading. Like there's not enough. I don't want to say blood or essence flowing through him, but whatever the, the ghost mechanic is. Oh, worry not. They'll be free soon. I promise. Alright, just just be careful. They whoever's over there is real mean to the people who get lost in Del Posto. They uh they keep them real close to the corpses, you know. Do I know what that is supposed to mean? Like what that would do? No, you don't. At least not off the top of your head. I'm confused what you mean. Could you elaborate, please? Uh, well, the... Us, uh, us lost here over on the, uh, the dark side of things. We gotta stay close to objects of power or else we get pulled into the, uh, into the mouth of oblivion. When he says oblivion, you know what he's talking about. That's the shit that talked to you. Yep. Oblivion, huh? So they, uh... They keep them close to their bodies. The ghosts and the bodies stay close to each other. Like the bodies of the ghosts, or like... Something different? Like the bodies of the ghosts. Like, literally, this ghost corpse is like five feet from it. Gotcha. I'm I'm sorry, Brendan. My brain's... Making making slushies in my head. Uh, what is that supposed to do negatively or positively to them? Uh, basically, what the he's implying is is that uh, the ghosts that are bound in Del Posto, uh, 
what he's basically telling you is is that uh, the ghosts are close to their fetters, which are their things on the uh, the 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 skin lands, as it's called. Uh, that give them power. So the ghosts that are near there are more powerful because they are close to their fetters. I see. So are you saying, like, the bodies are buried in or around the restaurant? No, not necessarily. I'm saying that the bodies are near there. Okie doke. And if one was to, like, destroy the bodies, would that free them? For those souls? Yeah, that would definitely free them. You don't want... There's no reasoning with them. They're... They're feral. Their shadows have consumed them. Very well. I thank you for the information and wish you well. He, uh... He makes a sign at you that, uh, you know implies, like, not good health, but the the ghost equivalent of it. Like, travel well, pretty much? Yes. Travel well is actually a pretty good one. Okay. Uh, and then you guys make your way forward uh, through a couple more streets across the bridge and finally to Del Posto. Del Posto, normally in the Skinlands, is a nice, well-to-do Italian restaurant with a nice uh, ocean or seaside view uh, going towards the mainland. In this place, Del Posto looks more like the, the Bastille. It's a large tower. Fortifications are everywhere. Uh, there appears to be intricate carvings in a language that is similar to whatever is on Liv's uh, mask. Some kind of ghost speech. Can I... Uh, do I understand that speech, Brendan? You do not. Okay. As that you guys uh, approach the... For whatever reason, uh, out of character, because the Giovanni are like the only real necromancy clan and they are pretty much unopposed in America, there is no real guarding against whatever you guys can do. They can deal with ghosts and like their wards basically work on ghosts. And as you guys pass through, uh, if you guys continue on, uh, if you all continue on as you pass through, you can feel some sort of like power try and flicker at you and it literally does nothing. Gotcha. Um, the actual inside of Del Posto is it's a restaurant with multiple floors and every single table is served with rotting food. Gross. Where do you guys go from here? There is an upwards way to go and down. You were told by Peter that their uh, their stuff is in, at least for in the Skinlands in the regular reality their stuff is in the basement. Then we'll probably head down then, right? Okay. You guys head down into the basement, the wine cellar here. There are multiple large wine casks in the basement. Uh, the smell has gone from dust and ash into, and I hate to uh, bring this up, but into a very strong vinegar spoiled wine smell. I don't want Christina murdering me for having to think about that. Tasty. So, what do you guys do? There are about 20 casks here. I'm gonna look around at the others and just be like, so, uh, are we trying to, like, get into the, like, real-world restaurant, or are we trying to do stuff here? We're gonna head back to the real world once we get to where the, uh, the targets are located. 
So are we, like, finding a place that we can potentially pop out where the... This is a surprise attack. Right, so how do we know if where we come out at, there are no people there in the real world? Right, and I suppose, like, I'm gonna guess I kind of get a sense, that kind of stuff. Uh, yes, also, uh, since that currently your main reality is the Shadowlands... I would allow any of you guys to, who like wanted to, had, I know that you and Brit have the ability to peek into the other worlds. I would allow that to work in reverse, since currently you are located on the Shadowlands, meaning that you could potentially use that charm to peek into the Skinlands. Gotcha. Cool beans. Okay, so I guess we need to find out, like, are we popping out? in the room with the targets to like surprise them or are we trying to pop out where there's no people so that way we can find a way to surprise the targets like like what's the plan here i would say the first one we need to waste no time here so find the targets and pop out next to them or in the room with them or near them or something like that yes okay um uh can can one of you, and decide amongst yourself who, uh, give me a perception and an alertness roll? I am almost positive that you are better at that than me. Is it just between you two, or is it between any of us? Any of you guys, just decide amongst y'all who you want to do it. I think that might be me, because my perception is maxed, and my alertness and awareness are both three. Nice. Yeah, my perception is four, and my alertness and awareness are two. So she's just slightly better than me. Yeah. Same. Difficulty? Six. All right. Uh, with four successes, Christina, uh, Cass sees a... From the right-hand side, you see a ghost come halfway through the wall, see you, get spooked, and turn around. Hey, guys, there's a ghost that just got scared of me, us, I'm not sure, and I kind of try to point them out from where they came from. I guess uh, we're going that way then. When you point that way, you can see a wine cask directly in front of, like, that wall. Oh, no. No time like the present. Leroy Jenkins! You guys all figured that out real quick, right? Yeah. Drink the wine. I'm going to punch the wine cask. Alright. Uh, punch it. Uh, give give me a roll. Uh, you don't need to roll to hit, but give me, like, a strength roll for like, damage. We need to see how bad it explodes from your punch. I mean, that's still like, two successes, and like, I didn't have you roll to actually hit for a thing that can't actually dodge, so like, I'm gonna say that's actually pretty fucking good. Uh, you only need really just one success on damage to uh, break it open. Uh, the Shadowlands version of this wine cask explodes open. It is the only one that did not have the strong vinegar scent coming from it because it is, in fact, empty. There is no wine inside of it. Um, as you peer into the hole that you've made there, you can see a door behind there. Like a barrel si casket-sized door or like there's a door behind the caskets? No, like, it's, like, the casket... The casket is, like, a huge wine cask. Like, we're talking, like, five feet tall. Like, five or five and a half feet tall. 
Yeah. Um, at the back of the empty wine casket, there is a door. I'm going to walk forward and kick open the door. All right. You kick open the door. Um, as soon as you do that, you notice 12 angry ghosts. What's up, guys? I, th- I think you uh, broke their home. Uh, their... Get away from here. You're not welcome. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty sick. Why we kicked the door down. If we were welcome, we would have knocked. Leave, never return, or suffer the wrath of our masters. Lou steps up from behind Lenny. You have masters no more. We're here to free you. Uh, Tyler, you can see multiple chains are on them that are moving around in a shambling manner. Oh, so dudes are coming? Uh, no, shambling. Like, uh, what I'm telling you is, is that if you guys took the Skinland route, you would have had to fight 12 zombies. These ghosts are attached to zombies. Oh, okay. Giovanni's known for necromancy. This is probably easier, because we can just break the chains. Yep. I mean, I could have punched 12 zombies. Oh, you totally could have punched 12 zombies. Zombies do not have a great, like, anything, but they do have 11 health, which is gigantic in this fucking game. Yeah. So it would take, like, a punch. So anyway, uh, Liv goes up to uh, free the ghosts. Is that correct? Pretty much. The first one to uh, receive your blessing, as we should call it, um, recoils as the chain binding it to its fetter uh, vanishes. Do you want... Okay, so here's a question for you, Tyler. Do you want to uh, send these... Do you want to be merciful to these ghosts, or do you want to just... You know, you've gotten you've gotten the the basic rules of ghosts from that old man ghost about fetters and everything. Um, basically, for an essence, they could continue on as ghosts. Like the all twelve of them for one essence could continue on as ghosts. But if you just break their chains, they are going to basically be sucked into oblivion. Which one is the merciful route? Uh, neither, but like they're, they're still fucking ghosts. But like, do you want them to be sucked into oblivion, where they may or may not reincarnate? If they continue on as ghosts, what would they do? Just kind of like be exist, exist, feral. Uh, they would. Uh, so with you spending essence to bind them down to uh, an area or something, the benefit the thing that you could get from this is that you would basically have like ghost spies in the area on uh fucking manhattan but also you might have to do favors for them or help them out every now and again maybe give them get them new fetters at some point to bind them to the world this is a very important question here what is the path of least suffering for these guys depends what's Liv's uh opinion on being a ghost can I tell if these chains that are binding them are of their doing? Did they want this, or were they just stuck here and 
unable, or were they killed against their will? They were cer most certainly killed against their will. These are the same kind of chains that uh, bound those other ghosts to uh, the Giovanni you fought during your exaltation. Then I'm breaking the chains. Okay, I figured that. Are you going to put a point of essence into making them be able to stay or not? Uh, there is, uh, I don't suppose I could just ask them. Like, probably not get much out of that. I mean, if you want to, you can try. You know that they're definitely capable of speech. Um, yeah. You know what? I'll do that. Give me a second to collect my thoughts. Yeah, no problem. You all and me. Neither of us are strangers to that emptiness that awaits us at the end of days. I ask you now, do you seek that emptiness once again, or do you wish to remain? They all stare at you as something in their ghostly knowledge uh, reverberates with your words as being a prince of oblivion. The oldest amongst them from the back uh, phases through the rest and, and moves forward. A, a man in a, uh, in a suit with very, uh, like a very simple suit, like almost like he, uh, like he died going to work. We do not desire uh, the cold, cold grasp of oblivion. We just wish that the bindings of our bodies could be removed. We are so much in pain. We do not wish to have the have the meat stuffed down our throats as our tongues can no longer taste. Then your chains will be broken. And I'll spend the essence, Brendan. Okay. Cool. So, in spending that essence, um, I would like you to, at some point, mark down on your character sheet Ghost Spies uh, Lower Manhattan as a Contacts 1. Okay. I'll do that right now. That should go down under your backgrounds. Uh, and basically it's if something on the Shadowlands or someone interferes with the, the Shadowlands, uh, these ghosts will let you know immediately. Uh, so long as it happens in lower Manhattan, which I think, you know, being half of a fucking island is a pretty good call. Neat. For, you know, one essence and no experience. Right. So, you free them all. As they're all freed, they thank you, and you can sense that these zombies have fallen. No longer having a spirit to animate them. Those beings behind the door are currently conducting a ritual. Something to summon up the latest storm in our world. They wish to bring it into the real world, to the land of the living. And turn it all to dust. They can have their power struggle be one. Please, I beseech you, stop them. We don't want our ancestors here with us outside of their own time. Liv just nods. You have my word.
Brendan here. This episode was recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Trust me, you don't want to know how we managed that. The theme song for this season is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crooks. Other music in this episode was provided by Kai Engel, David Hillowitz, and Alexander Nakarada. Remember, we're on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, and if you had questions for us to answer, you can contact us at A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on all social media. More numbers helps the algorithm. Helping the algorithm helps us. Helping us makes smile smile good. Wow, sorry about that. I got possessed by the power of positive advertisement. We're still working on our schedule for the weeks coming up, so you can either expect more Exalted or something new in the coming weeks. Also, very soon we will have a treat for you all that we recorded back in November. Until then, remember, you're all number one in my book, so take some extra stunt dice and kick some ass. <laughs>